What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I was 50. Taylor Rose, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Dew Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. player on the team for me is Belly, and it's the way he delivers them for real. It's like when he delivers his jokes, there's no laugh, and you really can't even tell if he's serious or not. Yes, we deserve this win, man. Fox Force 5 flying high in both teams. Oh, my goodness. I'm feeling great, man. I'm feeling the best I've ever felt. I'm excited. I'm, I'm all about winning. I know that the fans here are extremely loyal and passionate. And just like them, I, I want to become not just a playoff team, but a sustained playoff team and eventually get back to some of that championship success and contention. With the 12th pick in the 2020 NBA Draft, Sacramento Kings select Tyrese Halliburton. Imagine being one of those players that's on a team that you know hasn't been in the playoffs in over a decade, almost two decades, about a decade and a half, then being the first team to actually get to the playoffs. Just being able to be a part of that would definitely be something special. And if we can, you know, end up building a championship contending team, you're winning a championship in Sacramento like that. That's looked at a lot differently. You probably feel better than you do with anything else. Welcome back to another episode of the King's Pulse podcast presented by the King's Herald. New season, but same hosts. My name is Brendan Nunez. Got Rich Ivanowski on here, as we always do. What's going on, Rich? How you doing, man? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. All right. I had a great time watching basketball again, man. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> it's a good sport. Yeah? That's all you got. I mean, you couldn't appreciate Harry Giles going crazy? Come on. Yeah, Exactly. That's what hurts. It's, uh, it's pain and pleasure. It is sweet and sour, and that's um, that's Kings basketball, man. Yeah, Boogie tweeting after the game of <laughs> supporting Giles was hilarious, too. But I, Giles actually, like, I think there was a moment where I felt like the Portland bench, like, understood, like, the fire that, con- that Giles constantly brings, and I just love it. I- I'm so sad that he's not in Sacramento, but I'm trying not to be down right now. I was happy to watch basketball, and it's fun to watch Harry Giles. Yeah, Harry Giles is amazing. Uh, yeah, I love Harry Giles. Man, eighteen is gonna right here. Eighteen, four, Jesus, man. Yeah. Eighteen, fourteen, Jesus, man. <laughs> eighteen points, fourteen rebounds, three steals, two blocks, plus eleven. Oh boy, he's actually yeah. Pulse performer. Yeah, he's actually like very, very good at basketball, um, <laughs> which like everyone knows. Everyone hearing my voice knows. You know it. I know it. Everyone except like the Kings front office knows it. But yeah, no, I'm not like I'm not. You know, I don't like. I'm here to be positive. I, I mean, it's just basketball. You know, like it's just it's basketball. It's a very good sport. Um, the Sacramento <laughs> Kings are a team, and yeah, let's talk about it. Let's so. There's the guys that were out were Bagley and Whiteside. Um, there's nobody else that I'm missing, right? They they did not go to Portland. They stayed in Sacramento. That's correct. Um, and they're also the only. Oh no! Well, wow. Okay. 
Yeah, okay. That's For some reason, the box score I'm looking at has Yogi Ferrell and Corey Brewer on it, but they obviously are not part of the team, so that's yeah. a mistake. So everyone else everyone else got minutes. Right. Um, yeah, actually, you're right. Every single other player on the roster got minutes um, from from Medu to Justin James, Kyle Guy. We got Woodard, Ramsey. Of course, all the, uh, the starting lineup thrown out there was very typical, right? Probably – uh, very easy to predict once you heard there was no Bagley. Uh, Fox, Heald, Barnes, Bielitsa, Holmes. I mean, there's nothing that you're taking, like, from rotations in this, I guess. Um, I don't know. My my little interesting notes, which, you know, there's only so much you can take from this, obviously, but, like, there was a little bit of a full-court press at moments, which I thought was new. Yeah. And, like, you know, you could yeah. be trying things right now. Like, it wouldn't surprise right. me if it, they tried yeah. that last preseason and it never stuck. No, for sure. Like, that, that could totally be an effort thing. I'm not, like, I'm not reading into anything, really. If I'm not going to read into rotations, I'm certainly not going to read into to the backcourt press. Fair enough. Um, so, Halliburton. Let's just talk about him here. Yeah, let's get to him. All right. Um, yeah. I mean, let's start with the offense. Or you want to start with let's start with defense. It's more positive. It's the it's, highlight. Yeah. Yeah. Go into it. I think that his transition defense was really impressive in this one. You know, jumping passing lanes, getting deflections. Um, there was a three-on-one fast break for the opposing team. The Halliburton ends up uh, blowing up, and you know, uh, wasn't a great follow-up after that, but totally blew up that play in a way that very few players on the Kings rosters, I think, could. And that's where his IQ really shined a lot today. And I think that. He felt more willing to be aggressive on the defensive end than on the offensive. Um, but, yeah, I know I was impressed with him on that end, specifically in transition defense and just kind of wrecking havoc off ball. Yeah, he looked really – I mean, the defensive instincts and the feel and, like, the the IQ, if you want to call it that, um, it's all there. Uh, he has the mentality – and the, you know, above the shoulders, he's got everything you'd want from a defender. And he's he's got good length, really good length. Um, obviously, has to bulk up, but it's really promising. Definitely is. And, and, you know, Fox had a moment of a really impressive steal jumping a passing lane, too. Um, I, I think that duo, when, when they play together, which was very few lim- uh, minutes tonight, is going to really get out in transition and, and cause some steals. And part of that, and, you know, if there is some sort of press, I guess, that happens, uh, being aggressive in passing lanes is going to mean that there's some open driving lanes when those don't go well. And Sacramento definitely still is not a, a, a defensive team, I can tell you that much. Yeah, definitely not. Um, but he's progress in the right direction. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, offensively, um, I mean, he did he only take one three? I know he hit that first three. I mean, he, he took two of them. Okay, so his shot looks look well. I don't want to say looks good because of the form. But <laughs> his shot goes it actually in. looks horrible. Yeah, the shot goes in. Um, he's a willing and able passer, maybe too willing. You know, it's there, like. The thing, this is the thing. Like, I don't really, I, I don't have a lot to say right now because I think we kind of knew what he was going in. Is our first, it was our first year doing the draft stuff, so I don't feel surprised by him right now. 
we knew what the issues were going to be. He's not a physical guy on offense or on defense. The question is always going to be, is he going to be able to assert himself? Is he going to be able to get to the line at all? Um, he's, I guess he's maybe a little more pass-heavy than, than I would have thought, but he did a lot of his work in transition for, for the Cyclones of Iowa State. So, yeah, not a lot of surprises. Yeah, I think it was pretty representative of what my impression of his mindset is as a player on the offensive end, like looking to get other people involved, um, definitely, probably primarily, and, you know, picking his spots when they become available to him and obviously seemed to have a little bit of nerves that probably fed into that a little more. I think, you know, just moments of like picking up the ball too early and kind of restricting himself there with little things like that. But, yeah, I mean, very first game. Like, I, I think it was a good opening to Kings fans on kind of what to expect from him as a player. Like you're saying, not somebody that's going to, you know, break defenses down off the dribble himself um, or one to, yeah, I mean, be creating looks for himself. But, uh, you know, a lot of uh, making make moves on the defensive end. Excuse my, my puppy there in the background. Um, and, yeah, a very unselfish glue guy on the offensive end and yeah I think we saw that a little bit uh not throwing up the ball too much but Jamias Ramsey wasn't shy in his five minutes I got I got more to talk about with Kyle Burden yeah. um Art so do you think it is representative because I I think this is I think that he did I think that he did pass more than he should have or, and more than he will like in the future like I I think this is like he's not going to take four shots at the game normally yeah, he, he's and he and he actually has to do better than that. Like he has to be more assertive than that, and get more involved. Yeah, I'm with you, one hundred percent. Like there was after that three on one stop that he had, I thought he had a pretty much a wide open layup, and then he just overcomplicated it because he looked like he didn't want to take it himself. And I think that was yes. just a little bit of the um, probably jitters from the first game. And yeah, I think that you know he he will look to pass first just because of that's kind of how he is, but. He'll definitely learn when his opportunities are, and I think he'll take advantage of that. He looked like he didn't want to shoot tonight and, and didn't want to score tonight, which is – it's fine. It's your first game in the NBA uniform. Um, and he's probably, look at the rip. He's probably, like, smart to do that in a way. Like, we know this is a super smart guy, and, I mean, maybe he's thinking, you know, I'll just make sure I don't lose any minutes right now and just slowly, you know, get myself prepared to – more confident to do what I need to do eventually. But, yeah, he's going to have to play more aggressive. He's going to have to get more involved offensively, and, uh, and, and I have no doubt that he will do that. Twenty twenty has complicated most things in the world, including making hires. It's reshaped how we work and it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is crucial and Indeed is here to help. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which which means more quality candidates will see it fast. It's the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. And unlike these other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, and you can pause your account at any time. No long-term contracts. Now, 
Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Do you want to touch a little bit on these five Ramsey minutes that I can get excited about? Yeah, he's he's elite. He's a uh, <laughs> future MVP candidate. Cool. I love Jemias Ramsey. You love Jemias Ramsey. We both like really love Jemias Ramsey. And it's not that was not. I'll say this like it was not a popular stance. I really think it, I mean he's a very divisive guy, and you can see it the easy shooting, that really nice uh, uh, pocket pass that to Chimizu Metu. Uh, those happen like back to back on on offensive possessions. The concerns for him will be defensively, and we didn't learn anything about that tonight because it was the fourth quarter of a preseason game. But I mean, he can he can ball. Yeah, definitely. And I think another frustration that'll happen throughout the year is uh, poor shot selection. But you know, it was a little refreshing after Halliburton's hesitance to, to see a rookie go out there and just be willing to pull it. But when it's minutes that matter, which who knows how many of those actually happen this year, uh, that could be a little frustrating with him as well. But it was nice to see him go out there, be confident. Like you said, the stroke looked good and um, a, a little pocket pass going there as well. There's only so much you could pull in five minutes. Uh, and then Woodard went out there late as well. I was, I was, a li- I was not a little, actually. I was pretty disappointed that these guys only got five minutes Ramsey, six for Woodard. I mean, this was like my highlight going into this. Yeah, I think they'll get a lot more by the fourth preseason game. I would think probably Whiteside and Bagley get worked in the next couple of games, but I don't know. You would think by like the end of the preseason they could just pull the starters. Yeah, at one point I had a thought that maybe that since it's a shortened preseason and there was a short training camp that maybe these starters do kind of need a little bit of run to really get back into rhythm. Uh, more than you would expect, but I don't know. Um, yeah, there was also, you know, minutes towards Justin James, which I, I guess I there was a second of being like, oh, this is some interesting lateral quickness that I don't really remember from James. Uh, that's about all I got there, though. Yeah, I mean, I could see the coaches. I could see Walton giving a lot of minutes to the starters for that exact reason that you're mentioning, but I also hope that they don't and I think you know like I think it would just be smart use the regular season to get these guys into shape you know what I mean yeah like I know it sounds crazy but it's doesn't matter like this season doesn't matter it is not a playoff team um it's not even close to that uh the Justin James I I'm happy to buy stock in Justin James and Kyle Guy as long as everyone else is selling it because no, I don't think they're great players. I don't think they're elite prospects, but I I, I don't know why everyone's out on them. Uh, I think James has shown us a lot. Last year he showed us a lot defensively. Um, he's got he's to gotta figure his shot out, um, and Kyle Guy is kind of the opposite. He's got to figure out everything else other than his shot. 
but I'm still I, I still have faith in those guys to to improve. I'm not you know I'm I'm not expecting the 55th and 40th overall pick from last year to be starter level level players. You can't be spoiled right now by the uh, two great second round picks that that we both loved in this year's draft. I don't think Justin James is like significantly worse than the average 40th pick. You know, I I don't I certainly don't think Kyle Guy is significantly worse than the average 55th pick. Yeah, um, man, there's there's only so much to take on these. Uh, what else do you even want to mention on this one, or what else do you kind of hope for in the upcoming games? Um, one thing I'll say, uh, Derek Jones Jr. looked really good and looked like the kind of guy that you would want the Kings to have, which is um, probably you know just probably a good thing to know that the Kings were after that type of guy. Um, we both liked him. I think a lot of the Kingsfield guys liked him. It's tough that he chose Portland over Sacramento, but it's the way it goes. You know, it's for the Sacramento Kings. Um, so I get it. Um, other than that, I mean, what did you think of Buddy early on? Um, well, I, I thought the pace was really high at first, and I think that just benefits Buddy, and he had a quick trigger. Like, I, I think just getting him minutes alongside Fox rather than the primary guy was nice, and he wasn't dribbling too much. So, yeah, I mean, it, it was a it was a nice Buddy game. Yeah, his defense still scares the shit out of me, though. Yeah. No, um, <laughs> yeah, but no, I, I, I think that he's going to get a ton of minutes. He's going to take a ton of shots. He's going to build his trade value. A lot. I don't think I, – I, I actually – I'm not sure he's going to get traded this year. Like, at this point, it should have happened already, and there's not a lot of flexibility in the league with the cap staying flat. And um, I don't know. I mean, maybe someone will buy him. But usually, like, contenders aren't buying in on $25 million contracts at the uh, deadline, you know? Yeah. But I'm very hopeful, like, for, in general, for his stock to rise and for his perception to rise and then for a year, the most expensive year of that deal to come off the books. And then, I don't know, next year you're looking at, what, three years, 62 or something like that. Mm -hmm. A little more manageable. Pretty pretty tradable, especially when he's going to be, you know, averaging 22 points a game. Right. Yeah, I think Buddy definitely going to put up some numbers this year. Um and I'm with you there and then the guy that just got the all the all the money from Sacramento, DeAaron Fox, uh wasn't hesitant from 3, which I guess was nice, but he didn't really knock him down. Uh some pretty ugly ones, but 1 of 7 from 3, but I don't know, like if you're wide open he needs to be pulling them. Uh with the way that I expect this year to go and honestly kind of want it to go, I think that if they are very clearly disrespecting him from three, which teams have a reason to right now. I would like him to be confident in pulling that, and I thought that he did an okay job of doing that today. I don't want him to settle. It's not. It's never going to be Fox's best look. Um, you want him getting downhill, but there needs to be a level of respect there. And, yeah, they weren't knocking down, but I don't know. I was I was okay with him pulling them again. I mean, yeah, just preseason too. Um, yeah, uh, do, you, do you think, or, or I guess do you have any thoughts on Fox? He looks really bad. Uh, this was genuinely a bad game for him, like, all around. But it's just one game, and I don't care about it. But, yeah, no, he it, it, he did not play well. Um, yeah. 
10 points, 6 assists, like, okay. But, yeah, 25% from the field, 17 from 3, 50% from the line, 4 turnovers, 3,000, minus 17. He had a really bad game. Um, and I, I'm not – I don't care about that because he's proven so much with his track record already. I, you know, you got to – you got to max him. Um, I think it's always it was always going to be debatable whether he was going to earn that max in the long term, but it's certainly not debatable whether they shouldn't give it to him. You know what I mean? Like, they have to give it to him. He's the best player on the team by a lot, and he will be throughout the year. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, and, and like you said, yeah, I'd definitely just shoot through it. Um, he's not a miserable shooter. Like, he's not going to end up. I really don't think he can end up sub 30% on the year. If he does, that's a problem, like a really big problem, but we're super far off from that happening. Right. Um, I think you'll see a lot of people saying they feel like the pace is back. Um, I don't know. I guess at the beginning of the game, it was, it seemed like it was there a little bit, but I mean, there were moments last year that we felt like it was there too, and it would just kind of come and go. So just going to be about seeing a little bit of consistency and if that's really what they commit themselves to, which all the talk seems to be pointed towards that. Yeah, um, that's the talk for sure. I think we did see it to a degree. Um, It's tough. Uh, It's tough because it seems like Walton, he can either play fast or well. It's not that he can play fast or play well, but I he's not really done either. But it's weird because (laughs) it seems I mean that was the theory, right? Is like slow it down and and the Kings will get better at certain things and then they can speed it up. He certainly hasn't married those two concepts yet, so I I don't know if he'll abandon the pace as time goes on. I mean, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, we'll have to see. And, uh, you know, I I talked myself into, oh, there's a lot of Jabari Parker minutes at center here. Hopefully Bagley takes these. But Whiteside wasn't healthy, and I'm just trying to be optimistic there and just at least try to convince myself that Bagley will get center minutes. Um, it would have been really nice to see him out there, and hopefully that happens soon. Yeah, I would be pretty excited about that. Um, I would be pretty excited about him taking Nemanja Bielitz's starting spot because he's just super cooked. Like, he's he really can't play defense. Definitely can't guard Melo. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that one. It's it's that's crazy. Dequan <laughs> Jeffries standing right next to him too. Oh man, yeah, um, yeah. That's gonna be a problem. I, I mean, I think that like generally speaking, there's not. Too much to say. Like the Kings are the Kings. This is like who they were. You know, with the with the with the addendums of adding these rookies and like you know the first look at GR three wasn't great. Um, the first look at Frank Kaminsky wasn't great, in my opinion. The Kings are just kind of the Kings still. Like this, I mean, and and that's what I I tweeted that I'm like, it shouldn't be surprising that the the problems they had last year, the problems they have this year, for the most part, because that was two months ago, you know.
Sports are coming back, and so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events. Major League Baseball and Basketball is finally kicking off this week, and there's no better place to start wagering than our exclusive partners, Bet Online. Check out all the odds, futures, and props to bet on, all available 24-7. And with the return of sports, Bet Online sat down with former pro players Eddie George, Harold Reynolds, and seven-time NBA champion, we'll go with six-time NBA champion, Robert Ory. See what they had to say and what it'll be like playing without fans in a series they're calling Fandemic. Visit betonline.ag for all your odds and up-to-date sports news. Remember to use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. You know, we did get a Rashawn Holmes three in this game, by the way. It didn't go in, but he shot one. It was a push shot from three. It looks better than most of Fox's threes. <laughs> it actually was really close to bouncing in. It did, yeah. It had a nice roll on it. Yeah. Oh, God. I will say there were uh, – I mean, I think we knew this going in. The team does not have enough playmakers. Uh, it's fine. You know, I guess Halliburton's going to get some reps there. But there's not enough playmakers on this team uh, when Fox sits – yeah, I don't know who's supposed to initiate, but whatever. It is what it is. It's like we knew this how the roster was going to look. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I, I want the, the – you know the player who I was most encouraged by, other than Jemias Ramsey? By the way, have we, we, have, we have to do our segment, right? We, we do. I, I've been debating if we have to for these preseason ones. Oh, no, we have to. We have to? All right, well, yeah, finish what you're saying, and I'll think of who this is. Uh, well, there are a few guys. I mean, Barnes looks good. Barnes looks like a guy that any every single team could use. Barnes looks like a guy that even on his contract, I don't know why people think that contract is bad. Like, that's – I know it's a little high, but what is it, 20 and then 18 and 16 in the next three years? Million? Yeah. That's really not bad. Like, a contender should want that. I'm with you. Every team would love him. And, and the other guy that I thought actually looked good, and I know it's controversial, but I thought Corey Joseph looked good. I think that we're – oh, yeah, led the team and – yeah, led the team. The only positive players. player, yeah. <laughs> he hit two out of three uh, from deep, which is a revelation because – and he did that, like, for the majority of the, the second half of the season. Like, he shot, like, 36% in, like, the back half of that season, last season. Um, and he's like not a shooter, but like he's been a really good point guard for pretty much. I mean, his whole he's a really useful point guard. Like we loved him in the off season when he signed here. We loved him uh, in San Antonio, Indiana. He's a really good role player. He just is. Um, I know he looked like absolute garbage last year, <laughs> but he like that whole team looked like garbage. Like it was. It was, like, bound to be a disaster from the beginning. I think the context for him was so bad last year. Um, he's a really good defender. If he can shoot it, that's – it's. I, I think, like, that contract is still going to be a little high, but I, I actually think that he's a use, really useful player that deserves, uh, I don't know, pretty close to that money. 
Yeah, yeah, it's less than that, but it's close to it. I think especially when properly utilized, and I think where he's miscast the most probably is when he's asked to initiate on offense, and that's where you see what feels like 20 seconds of him just dribbling the air out of the ball. Um, But, you know, hardly any off-ball movement going on sometimes, and it's hard to pin it on him. Um, But I think that Halliburton alongside him taking more of those playmaking responsibilities uh, could be really helpful for Joseph as well. Um, I just yeah, with his contract kind of pseudo expiring on the yeah the non guarantee next year, I actually think that's an attractive contract um, for some teams. I mean, it's going to be really attractive next off season when it's not guaranteed as well. I I, I actually like I'm buying some Joseph stock, so that's just that's where I'm at right Sounds now. Sounds good to me. Do you have someone in mind for this? I mean, yeah, I do. The Pulse performer of the game is... Jemias Ramsey. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it, actually. No, I mean, it's kind of just buddy, right? Like, Jemias, I don't know. I gave That's you fine. my answer. Let's do it. Let's do it. Jemias <laughs> Ramsey. I love it. It's preseason. Yeah. All right. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, post performer of the game. We're going to be doing one of these every game. We'll keep up, keep tallies of who ends up with the most. It's going to be fun for the games where it feels like nobody deserves it. But yeah, Jemias Ramsey, post performer, preseason game one. Love it. Well deserved. Yeah, well, very well deserved. Confident. All right, well, I think that's about all I can do for one preseason game, Rich. Yeah, that's, that's, that's all I got, man. Yeah, next one for Sacramento is against this same Portland Trailblazers team, and it is happening on the 13th, which is Sunday at 6 p.m. So stay tuned for a 2020 Harry Giles game. But thank you to everybody for listening to this episode of the Kings Bulls podcast. Definitely go check out the Kings Herald, who are already in mid-season form, pumping out great content. Support the Patreon there. And if you enjoyed this episode of the King's Pulse Podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review, and you'll hear from us again in the next couple of days.